also, it's November. It's November. No sways November. It's November. There should be a theme song for No Sways November. But it's too late. It's No Sways November. And we hate Swayze. Only this month every year. That's not it. I still love him. Hey, everybody. This is Vince Troya. You've reached crazy for Swayze. And, uh, you know, holding it down with Josh as always. Mr. Josh Young, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all swazed out. Yeah, I am too. We are kicking off this wonderful No Sways November. Merry No Sways November to you, Josh, by the way. And, and peace be with you as well. Is that how we should, uh, you know, do it? Merry No Sways November or Happy No Sways November? Happy. Happy? Happy. All right, fuck yeah. Uh, we, we're doing, we're doing under siege, everyone. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fucking, it's, it's wonderful. Josh, have you seen Under Siege? I have not. Well, we've brought an expert on. Everyone, Jim Margul is here, and he knows a, a thing or two about some Steven Seagal. Jim, happy Hello. No Sways November. How are you? Back to you as well. I'm doing, uh, fantastic. Dude. It's interesting to hear, like, just be with Seagal newbies. Yeah, it's it's going to be entertaining. See, I have a little bit of Seagal experience, right? More along the lines of uh, this. I've watched it once, and I've seen Machete, and uh, classic. I know all of the memes. You know, I, I think he's more of like a mythical creature for me than he is an actor. Sure. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't think he was ever an actor. <laughs> well, let's be honest here. You know. What but, is he? If he's not an actor, and he's not a martial artist, and he's not a cop, and he's not uh, a fucking traitor to the United States government, then what is he? You know, you, they say never meet your heroes. You know, I think <laughs> here's the case in point. Dude. You know, and I don't I don't want to talk politics. I don't really care about or agree with any of his opinions as far as that. Or, but you like his movies. You know, it's one of those things where I'm never going to like throw away my DVD collection just because someone's a shithead. Oh, already no, bought the I DVDs. hear that. You keep them. That's all I the more that. reason to keep them. So you can watch them for free. And so there's there's always going to be a special place in my heart. It just takes me back to like the year 2002 where I'm watching TBS or something, the Superstation. Yeah. And it was Steven Seagal Sunday. And so my, I'm mentally having this flashback, and I'm like, wait a minute. I remember him from WCW Monday Nitro. As a kid, they, they had a TV spot for Under Siege 2. And I, as a kid, I was like, wait a minute. That guy still makes movies? Like, isn't he washed up? Yeah. And this is 10-year-old me thinking about it. Yeah. So naturally, as I turn 18 or whatever, it's like I get more and more intrigued. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. He's still doing it. Yeah. So naturally, the year 2002, Steven Seagal Sunday comes on TBS. Four movies in a row. I think it was like Above the Law, Mark for Death, On Deadly Ground, and, it w- and Hard to Kill. wasn't under siege. And I'm just, I tape it or whatever. Cause I'm just curious, like, all right, now I'm, let's go down this rabbit hole, you know? Sure. And I'm watching these edited TV versions and I sat there and I watched all four of them in a fucking row. Just like, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. Or, you know, cause it just reminded me of like those afternoon, Saturday afternoon, like cable movies, mm-hmm. like Dolph Lundgren Punisher or stuff that would be on like channel 20 as a kid growing up, you know, these kind of like almost made for TV movies, but like a little bit 
yeah. higher tier or, you know. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when, when you talk about martial arts movies or action movies in general, there's different tiers of them. Or, you know, you think about Van Damme and other guys. Mm-hmm. so Or even Chuck Norris. Like, Seagal's kind of a better actor than those guys. Yeah? Which is what's, I think, you, you get to a level where some stuff is just unwatchable. And then when you go down the martial arts rabbit hole, you kind of realize that like a lot of kung fu movies and stuff like that, it's a lot of like wire works and it's almost like dancing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I don't believe fucking Steven Seagal can dance. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I can and imagine so, it, but like I, I, I wouldn't believe it unless I saw it. Yeah. When, I, when you think about a Steven Seagal movie, it's it's kind of just like Metallica albums, right? Okay. So there's this, there's different eras, and, you, and if you watch Seagal in chronological order, number five is Under Siege, kind of like the Black Album for Metallica, right? All right. So we get this breakthrough success kind of thing. Yeah. Where the first four are kind of the the cream, the the best ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and then you yeah. get to the mainstream one, which is not Under Siege is not really a Seagal movie. He's kind of he yes he's the lead star yeah but he's not in control of the movie yeah where no. if you go down Seagal rabbit holes you'll realize like he, you know he's the one controlling this all and it's and it gets more and more ridiculous but as it goes on you and know that becomes I mean? his life eventually too right where he like doesn't actually know how to do martial arts and he just has a bunch of stooges yeah I think he he gets the concept of reality mixed up with the movies. All of a sudden, he thinks he's a Navy SEAL kind of thing. Yeah. I I was going to say, I think Steven Skull is more like, he's the actual like villain that thinks he's the hero. Like in real life. Yeah, in real life. So he does all these horrible, horrible things in, in real life. And then he's just like, yeah, I can do this. I'm a karate man. I think he kind of digs his own grave for sure. Oh, 100%. I like him as like a foil to Patrick Swayze, right? Like Patrick Swayze is, you know, we love him. He's he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, I hate him. Yeah, no. But <laughs> when I realized this was a fucking Steven Seagal movie, I was like, Vince fucking got me. You did this on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, 100%. 100%. This whole thing was on purpose to make me mad and get Jim on the show. <laughs> what's, what's interesting, though, is here we are 20, 25 years, 30 years later. No matter what, someone is still talking about him. Or he was just even featured mm-hmm. on UFC like two days ago. Oh, my God. They posted yeah. him on Instagram. So love him or hate him, no matter what, kind of just like Trump, you're still talking about him. He's around fucking it, Which is kind of always bizarre to me. And he's like talking to Vladimir Putin and like awesome. a bunch of fucking dictators. <laughs> it's honestly awesome. Oh. Like, if only we could have Patrick Swayze doing it. It, that, that's oh, what's, that's what's kind of mind-blowing about it is he's just this kind of B-movie star martial artist but he was able to path you know make his own career and if you think about this 90 percent of the people hating on him can't do what he was able to do more than 90 probably 95 percent of people you know what maybe i mean 99. where it's it's really yeah. easy to jump on the hate train or jealousy train where it's like dude you weren't a nobody who just became a fucking action star out of nowhere literally nowhere and his first movie made you know 20 million dollars at the box office mm-hmm. so it's like Josh Young's first movie is not going to make $20 million. No, no, my first podcast wouldn't even make that. So it's kind of just mind-blowing when you think about it. It is. And he comes from this time pre-Matrix, you know, pre-CGI, pre-wire work, where 
come come 1999, directors started, oh, we can just train the actor to do the action scenes mm-hmm. or we'll just CGI it or whatever. So he comes from before this era of now we'll just train Chris Evans to fight. Yes. You know, Seagal knew how to do it. So there's this weird, um, when you think about a fight scene, choreography is usually like a dance. Mm-hmm. There was this kind of street realism to a lot of the stuff that Seagal would do when he's fighting. Yes, he, but he also is like an expert choreographer where he knows that the Aikido stuff and throwing guys around just looks cool oh, yeah. on screen. And so if you watch like John Wick, especially John Wick 4, a lot of the stuff that's going on in it is like, just reminds me of, oh, Seagal did this 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people will make jokes to me like, oh, yeah, John Wick was better when Seagal did it. You know, so it's no matter what, he's he's still just around or, or you know, I don't I don't want to say he's relevant. But if you're in martial arts action movies, you you know who he is. 100 percent. And yeah. that's really kind of rare or, you know, like. He's no Bruce Lee, but he's also did his own kind of thing. He, he's, he's mentioned he, in the conversation as and well. And he's almost yeah. like, he's like your dad's version, kind of. Well, like, he's up there, you know? Like, I typed into Google this morning, best action guys, because I just wanted, yeah. like, a list that the internet could give me. And he was on there. I mean, you know, Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee, you got uh, Keanu. Mm-hmm. And when, when he made Under Siege, he's in his early 40s. Or, you know, so we're not talking about an 18-year-old action guy. Or, or you know what I mean? Like, he was already, like, dad. Yeah. In his first yeah. movies. Uh-huh. So, as, you know, nowadays, everyone, you know, talks shit about him. It's like, you're making fun of a fat 71-year-old man. Like, I get it, but it's kind of like... It's crazy yeah. that he has, like, a, a similar trajectory, though, as Swayze, right? Like, Swayze's thing wasn't always fighting, but he did know how to fight, and he was doing all his own stunts, and he got into it really late. So yeah. it's interesting to see him as, like, a Swayze parallel. There are some similarities there, but you got to think, like, Swayze and Van Damme and those guys are much younger. Mm-hmm. Seagal is, like, 10 years older than Van Damme. No, I think... I don't. I don't know. You said he's, like, 70? How old is he? Swayze would be, He's like 71 seven. right now. Well, he's the same age as Swayze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. He's, so he's the same just, age. Yeah, had it had it rough. He treated his body very roughly. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess that's the pl- a great place to start. Stephen Frederick Seagal was born on April tenth, nineteen fifty two, in Lansing, Michigan. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so there's uh, that. Yeah. And as you deep like dive deeper further into his filmography, you'll see a lot of Detroit references, or you yeah. know, in one of the movies, he's like. Oh, you're you're from uh, Detroit. I'm from Detroit Highland Park. Or he says, and then beats the shit out of a guy. You know, oh, it's, it's just kind of stuff like that where it's like, so there's this like weird connection with that. You know, where it's like, well, I got to vote for Seagal. He's from Detroit. Yeah, right? he's a hometown right? hero. Okay, well now you're telling me he's a home- I can't disagree with. He's where, a hometown you know, villain. Where you got like Stallone is not like a karate guy. Schwarzenegger, you know, he was just a buff and he's blowing a bunch of shit up, right? Yeah. So you have this Seagal who's just this kind of like, who the fuck is this guy? That's and that's what everyone has always ever said about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when so when you get into the to martial arts and fighting, it's interesting to watch him because his style is based on sword fighting. Okay. So a lot of what he does in the movies is like simple disarming or a lot of like wrist 
breaks and and throws and stuff like that where nobody else was really doing that stuff okay like and then you watch you watch the cigar movie and he just fucking breaks the guy's arm in half and you're like wait what mm-hmm. you know but if you think about it everything he's doing is actually pretty legit yeah it, oh, and a lot of people will talk shit about aikido or whatever because but it's a defensive martial art so okay. if you watch any seagal fight scene he's an expert choreographer so a guy will throw a punch and if you watch, he rarely will strike first. He's always using the guy's momentum and throwing them around and stuff where it's kind of like, that would never happen. Yeah. Yes and no. The idea of Aikido in in, in a lot of Skull movies, he'll have the, like a multi-man attack, which is called a Rondori. Mm-hmm. Where if you think about everyone's, you know, UFC nowadays, oh, Jiu-Jitsu's the best. Yes, in a one-on-one situation, for sure. But... If five dudes were around you about to beat the shit out of you, the last thing you want to do is end up on the ground. They're just going to stop. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? No, that makes. Yeah. So you have a lot of really technical, quick, disarming kind of kind of like, I, I don't know. He just knows what he what looks good on screen in a, in a commanding presence. Yeah. Where if you watch a Van Damme movie, he's doing a lot of spin kicks and stuff like that. Because it looks cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But a lot of the time, it's just kind of like a dance <laughs> or, you know, and then you, so Seagal's very, uh, you know, he's not jumping, doing flying kicks. No, he's I, letting the other guy do that. And then he's like, so he's, he's throwing do, him into a so door. He's going to yeah. do it on a boat this time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. How, tell me who else is on the boat. It, what, and what's interesting about Under Siege 2 is there's not much. There's a sequel. That, yeah, there's well, a sequel. <laughs> It's on a train. So the the second one is more of a Seagal movie. It's like they took speed and fluffed them. In Under Siege, you don't get that much like hand to hand stuff for him, but what you do get is is pretty solid. That's what I'll say. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch it with someone who's never seen it. But yeah, this one, nineteen ninety two, October of nineteen ninety two, October 9th, nineteen ninety two. Spooky. And you got to think, this is like, this is the era of video store, right? Yeah, no, I I saw this cover every weekend, it felt like. Even if you watch Clerks 1994, when they're in the video store, any video store scene, you can clearly see multiple copies of Under Siege just right there. Yeah, this was a huge movie. I remember seeing it all the time. I remember the posters, and I was like four four when this was out, you know? I, uh, I couldn't couldn't shake that fit i was kind of like one of those things that like i couldn't believe it took me as long to watch it as it did mm, okay like, yeah I, I watched it for the first time in the past like six months or something like that wow i loved it it, it made a hundred million dollars which is kind of unheard of for any sort of action star like that like chuck norris movies made like 10 million dollars you know mm-hmm. just low budget whatever so you had this mainstream success and then um you have the video success. Like if you if you think about it now, this is like a two hundred million dollar. That's what that's what would be the equivalent or whatever. Which yeah. is like you don't think about that when you hear the name Steven Skull. You don't think about it being Oscar nominated. Like mm-hmm. what? That's not real. You yeah. know what I mean? So this is like a real film. That's oh, and yeah. that's, so that's 100%. what I mean. Yeah. Where it's that it's it's unlike any other Seagal movie because the rest of them are Seagal movies. Okay, 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 okay. If that makes any sense. I'm hearing it. But yeah, 
This one was directed by Andrew Davis, right? He also did The Fugitive in 93 and Holes in 2003. Okay. And it stars, obviously, Steven Seagal, Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones, and Erica Elmar, right? We're also going to be seeing Kane Hoder, Cole Meany, and the USS Alabama as the USS Missouri. Plus, you got Roger Predactor from Ace Ventura's in it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is it's a wonderful cast, and you get to see them all like in a in a, in a room without windows. You see, better do something fucking crazy. So speaking you're, of the you're, future, you're gonna lose your fucking mind, uh, dude. You're gonna lose your fucking mind. There is a scene that's gonna have your sides splitting. Okay, Busey is. A madman. He's always a madman. He's he a is madman a, in real life. He's a madman, and fucking Steven Seagal. Like you think, okay, as Jim, Jim obviously is given a very colorful, like a comprehensive, comprehensive picture for you. You, he is a uh, like a potato peeler. Like, he, he's he's like a chef on this boat. He's not an actual You're like. Fucking kidding. Yeah, it's Hell nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Okay, this is what I like to hear. It's on a left field. He's just like oh. More and more information gets gets brought oh, to your attention, I'm and the guy like, who peels the potatoes. Oh, it's nuts! He's like, I'm face. deadliest man in the world with a potato peeler, and he just like sticks them. And oh, it's fucking sucks. Hey, man, if you're an expert, you're an expert. You have lots to look forward to. Is all I'm trying to say. Hell yeah! Now, speaking of the fugitive and Andrew Davis, he directed Seagal's first movie, Above the Law. Mm-hmm. So this is the second Andrew Davis Seagal. So they would know how to work together. Now, Harrison Ford saw a screening of Under Siege, and that's why he approved Andrew Davis to direct The Fugitive. Mm. So that's another thing to think about when I mentioned Oscars and whatever else about Steven Seagal movies. But yeah, Harrison Ford being like, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. See? Harrison Ford's kind of like a, he's kind of a dumb stoner like us, right? Dude, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that's the best way to describe it. He's just grumpy. And he's, I don't even know if he's grumpy all the time, but he just looks like that, you know? You think that's... I, rest, yeah. Resting grump face. I think that he's specifically grumpy about Star Wars. Yeah. No. Well, okay. And then, so, going back to Seagal's fighting style and, and um, Aikido and stuff, sword fighting, when, when you realize that Star Wars and the Jedi um, whole idea is, is very similar to the ranking system in Aikido... Okay. So that's a whole nother rabbit hole and a whole different conversation <laughs> where the the only thing that would make Under Siege better was if you got Seagal with swords in it. We need to uh, you do ask get, you before get a couple, the movie starts, do, does a potato peeler count as a knife? I you, think there, it does. There's a, there's a few good knife scenes and a lot of... Oh, there, uh, there are knives. Of course, he's a cook, he's a chef, you said. Yeah, yeah there are knives. But and you will want to try the knife throw that he does into the... the no. Uh, cutting board in the wall because every person who watches this movie is like, I can I can do that. Yeah, I don't and, think you and, can. And, and no, you can't. Throwing a knife is not easy. It's... Throwing an axe is not easy. I watch people waste twenty dollars at the Renaissance Fair trying to. And throw you'll an notice, axe. right? <laughs> you'll notice the camera angle is right down his arm to show you That's that awesome. it's like he's fucking doing it. Okay, okay, okay. Because I mean, he's that kind of guy. You know, like, I was mad about. I, I want to show you that I can fucking do this. I was mad, but I'm getting hype. No, dude, you're going to love this. All right, I'm you're going to love it so much. It, it, just, it, it feels like one of those good 90s, just this would, this is a 90s movie. 
And uh, Jim, you brought your Blu-ray copy, and Vince, you have your I uh, got my DVD. DVD copy. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. The back of this is, gives gives a little description. Would you like to hear it, Josh? Yes. All right. It's not a job. It's an adventure. Uh-huh. Steven Seagal comes aboard and comes on strong in a fireball of a movie from the director of The Fugitive. When the USS Missouri welcomes aboard entertainers for the battleship's last voyage, the visitors throw a party. A war party led by a rogue CIA CIA operative and a turncoat officer, their killer elite commandos out to hijack the ship's nuclear arsenal. Have you been practicing? I've been practicing. You killed it. <laughs> Dude, this is this is a thrill ride, and I think you're gonna be tickled pink with it. Alright. Are you ready to watch this movie, Josh? I am. Are you ready to watch this movie, Jim? I'm ready. Let's fucking watch it. That was so action-packed. A video store classic, we could say. Josh, how do you feel about it? I feel fine. Yeah? Yep. What was your favorite part? Huh. I liked uh, when Busey was like acting like he wasn't Busey at the beginning. <laughs> and then as soon as it's revealed that he was being Busey at work, like, and that his boss was like, hey, this guy needs a psychological evaluation because he needs too many meatball subs. <laughs> It just totally evolves or devolves, I guess. I I think that was a great thing by him. Like oh, such a character choice that he was just like, no, I'm a straight laced dude, and then all of a sudden it comes out that he's a dick, and then he's like, well, if everyone says I'm a dick, I want to be a fucking dick, and then he just goes all the way. Yeah, it's wonderful. I thought Busey was the main character. Like that's how I was viewing the movie. I was like, this guy knows what's up. I mean, like he is the reason why we watched it. Yeah. Is he menacing? <laughs> In what way? I mean, I don't know. Not really. I mean, as one of the villains, you know, because he was he's working alongside of Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, he is because he kills the admiral. Or, yeah, you know, or the, the captain. You know, yeah, captain. The captain. Yeah, he, you know. So, and that's why Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones is like, "Oh, you're captain now." You know, and, and they do that fucking yeah. aggressive handshake. Yeah, well, know? he is the captain, and that's like Tommy Lee Jones acts like he he gives Busey the captainship, but that's not true. Like by killing your boss when you're on a boat, you're the captain now. And remember, yeah. they argue about that in the kitchen mm-hmm. when they find the dead guys. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. like, "This isn't fucking cooking knife," and you get that good sound effect. <laughs> Like ripping the knife out of the neck. Yeah, I mean it's interesting to cage Steven Seagal for the first act of the film. Yeah, and then you unleash him. You're right. So when you think about it, it really is a Tommy Lee Jones movie or Busey. It, yeah, you know the villains really take the center stage for sure, and they just confuse it. It's it's really like the admirals and everyone back home being like, "Oh, what's going on?" Oh, I feel like for the Seagal of it all, it really like helps it out. Like, because you get to see everyone else run around and be ridiculous 
and like over the top and stuff like that. And then as soon as he enters the picture, then you're like, oh, this is all normal then. But why was I laughing every time I saw him on screen? Because he's ridiculous. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to solve these crimes. But and then that's why you have to think this movie made a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we we just accepted the ridiculousness, I guess. Or oh no, what? I mean this is probably awesome in 1987 or whenever it came out. When did it come out, Vince? 92. 92. Okay, in 1992, mm-hmm. we're talking like Ultimate Warrior, pure steroids, WWF era. It's just like I don't know the the guy who works for the CIA is crazy now. Is like kind of a tired trope even at that point, isn't it? Or is Ooh. that new? I mean, like, I don't know if it was necessarily tired. It's definitely been done. You know, it wasn't a, a, a solely original idea. But I didn't think it was bad. But you have to think about who this movie is catered to or, or as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the ex-military type. Boomers. Like, I read mm-hmm. Tom Clancy novel. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, oh, I'm just a simple chef. Yeah. They aren't. I'm at the Buddha. Like, even in the beginning, he's like, I could do the cheeseburger routine. You know, he's like, no, no, no. It's the crew. They love this stuff. Oh, they love the when you cook the fancy food. The captain was awesome. And then, yeah, Busey comes in. Oh, looks, smells like a lard omelet. It is a lard omelet, isn't it? I, I don't know. What's a lard omelet? It's an omelet made out of lard. So it's like eggs and lard? Sure. Why not? Isn't that just eggs? Yeah. And, like, who spits in someone's soup? Yeah, like, that's Busey's fucked. Busey's an asshole, right? That's fucked. Busey was just over the top the entire time. Like, I know that we just mentioned that he was pretty restrained in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's but, very like, quickly revealed that he got a bad performance review and needs a psych evaluation. It's like, you watch it, like, you first meet him and he's sitting there in his, his dress whites with his hair all brushed, and then the camera cuts away from him and then comes back and his hair is all crazy. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they gave you that one shot and then it came back and he was, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> well, yeah, he got into character. Oh, I loved it. So, okay, so what's his motivation? Because, uh, like, they're having a party and the captain's like, ooh, it's my birthday and, yeah. and my favorite chef's going to make my favorite meal. Busey says, no, we're, we're bringing in outside caterers, but it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. The outside caterers are terrorists. Uh, they take over the ship, and now Busey's in charge. Busey's going to kill everybody, right? I don't know if it was like going to be like he was going to kill everybody, but he was going to take over the ship in they, some they capacity. They were going to steal all the missiles yeah. and offload it onto the submarine. And then they and were going to sell, sell them, them to North Korea or whatever. Yeah, because he talks about it, Tommy Lee Jones and him. And Tommy Lee Jones mm-hmm. asked him, he's like, what are you going to do with the $100 million? And Busey goes, I'm going to buy the presidency. It's not enough money to buy the presidency. But it's just funny to think about when you look at, you know, Seagal later in life being all political nonsense, mm-hmm. you know, so you you even had those hints at it back then. That he wanted to be a political informant. Yeah, or just, you know, <laughs> crooked I, CIA. He didn't want to. I believe he's a political informant. You think so? What yeah. kind of politics do you think he knows? He's like, I was on... One time, you wouldn't believe this, Vlad. I was on I was on a boat. It had all these rockets on it. You wouldn't believe it. I could get you the, the coordinates. There were there were rockets and just beautiful breasted women. Just, uh, <laughs> and I just the hands. Kondo and uh, the Buddha smiled upon me. Hell yeah! That's that's uh, that's my Steven Seagal. Good good work. 
it it reminds me of Family Guy, like when it would be him beating up like oh. the cartoon <laughs> seals. Oh, you know, think about yeah. it. Like where and there was the uh, the neighbor without you know the handicapped guy, and he'd be mm-hmm. like, "And I got a headphone so I can watch my Steven Seagal movies at night, and not wake her up." And it like cuts, and he's just like, "Yeah," you know, like that's the that's the market. You're right, though the the Family Guyification of Steven Seagal. And he's fat in that. Is, so the, and that's, so think about that. That's 1999, and they're making fun of him just like yeah. you know, five years later. Does he? Or, which is so. It's just. It just is what it is. Yeah, I I felt like this movie was like you said before we got into this, like the like a perfect early 90s, just like not a level action, but definitely B level action movie, like. It had some stars. It had some production money. It was profitable and stuff like that. But like Tom Cruise wasn't in a situation, you know. Tom Cruise necessary. I'd say Tom Cruise is almost necessary. Not in this movie. Where would he run? Yeah, uh, around the boat. <laughs> Just around the boat. I do think though that Swayze could have been subbed in, in the Steven Seagal role, right? Right. I a hundred percent agree. <laughs> You know, I was going to say, if it wasn't that role, what role do you think Swayze would be? I do not think he could have been uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, well, that's where you're wrong. He could have been. I don't think so. Why not? Because I think that would have gotten into Velvet Larry territory, and I don't think it would have worked. Whatever. I think that he works just fine as a villain. All right. I'd like to see more over-the-top performances like that. Like, what about George and the Dragon? That's a good one where he's an over-the-top villain. Yeah. Movie sucks. Movie does suck. That's I, how. I could only see him as a sidekick, kind yeah. of like almost like Roadhouse type, but he'd have to be the second in charge because like Seagal has to be front and center. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just his personality. Type. So Swayze yeah. would be the Jordan character, Busey, and jump out of the cake and then just be a Swayze. And just, like, nobody puts baby in that corner. You know what? He would do a nice little cake dance, wouldn't he? I think he would. And he'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to use a gun. I was just born. I'm so scared." <laughs> and then he put on his little hat. I'm, I'm, I love how heavy you were just laying into sexy born yesterday for Jordan. She was born out of the cake. She didn't remember anything. I, I know. I'm, it's perfect. I think you're right. I loved it. What kind she, of babbling bullshit is this? Yeah. Babbling bullshit. So, <laughs> I say Seagull immediately starts talking down to her as soon as he finds her. Because, okay. She doesn't know uh, anything. She's hysterical. Yeah. She's naked and dancing. She is flown in with all the terrorists as the entertainment for the surprise birthday party of the captain, right? That Busey orchestrated. Yeah, Busey orchestrated this. It's Miss July uh, of Playboy magazine fame of 1988 or whatever it was, or 1990 or something like that. Miss July 1989. There we go, yeah. And... uh, I don't know. It was just she, they, she. She mentioned that she was feeling queasy, so they got some like uh, give her some pills, some kind of pills or something like that, and then she just fell asleep until like the middle of the siege and popped out of this cake. She was in the cake. Was she standing up asleep or was she curled up on the ground asleep? What do you think? I think she was curled up on the ground asleep. And then she just but, was like, "All right, time to dance. It's so dark in here." But the cake did like well. The music move, kicks on too, you know, because you know, she, she can't the cake. Yeah. She can't dance it. without the music. You know, he kicks the cake, and all of a sudden the lights and music kick on. Yeah. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. This fucking cake, I hate cake. Yeah, like it's planned it's or something. Perfect body. I gotta give this cake. I can't punch a cake. Oh. 
bratty chap. I I feel like it's too breathy now. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's getting out of that that. Well, and then you have to do the l- random Louisiana like mm-hmm. accent. Yeah, what was with is that I a regular thing old. for him? He always does stuff like that. Yeah. I, like, well, at least it's old. animated, right? Because if you watch a Chuck Norris movie, it's pretty brick walled, you know, mm-hmm. just even less animation or, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, no. Some people know. never try accents their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> but I still, I still think Seagal is just acting like he's trying to be Clint Eastwood, like this kind of man with no name, mysterious, like. Su- super machismo. Like, like. I could kill you. Yeah. Just by you know you you should look at me and know that I could kill you kind of thing. Jim, it's so crazy to me that you've been all about Steven Seagal for so long. It's I he's kind of this enigma. But I you know I I watch all the martial arts movies and action movies or you know like I would you just, love Steven mm-hmm. Seagal. That's I went your guy. To, I went to see Expendables four. Hell yeah! You know, and and he was it, in that one. No, it's oh. just, but that's like where Stallone and and Jason Statham and all those guys are at now. And yeah, it, yeah, like I know. it was borderline unwatchable. Yeah, like I'll still watch it, but it's you know it's like fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or you know what I mean. It's kind of just like this didn't even need to be made, kind of thing. Vince, if you had to pick an action guy, who would it be? You know, I'm not sure. I like so many of them. Okay, I like Jason Statham's at the top of my list. I really like Wesley Snipes. Hell yeah, also good. I like Wesley Snipes a lot. It's it's interesting too because I saw the transporter back in the day. Like I went and saw Transporter and Half Past Dead, which is like Seagal and Ja Rule, and it was like a double bill. Seagal and Ja Rule. So think think about that. I saw Seagal with Jason Statham, like both as the headline movies, or Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like so. There's this weird overlap of time of action stars, you know. Well, the Expendables brings it all together. That's the Mm -hmm. the point of it, right? And the and. I mean, Seagal, Swayze would probably be in the Expendables if, if he was still with us. God so, rest his soul. You think he would? Oh, yeah. Seagal has a feud with one of the Expendables producers, so that's why he, like, won't do it. Oh. Yeah. I could understand that completely. Uh, I guess I, I've heard that Steven Seagal is hard to work with. What? Yeah. No way. Seems yeah. like He seems like he just reads his lines and I he does his he, work and he does those swords. Right? He seems super chill. But apparently, he regularly hits his stuntmen. Yeah, of course he does. He's like, I can't fake it. Like, <laughs> you're lucky I didn't kill you. That could have killed you. I I listened to a few podcasts about him now. Right. All right. All right. There were behind the bastards did a few episodes. Oh, I remember those. Um, uh, why I hate this album covered his first album, which I made a note on, and here. It's Songs of the Crystal Cave. It's ridiculous. It should be worse, though, right? Oh, I mean, it's it's a thing. Dude, yeah. if you got enough money, but- it shouldn't be worse. Like, how <laughs> bad can it be when you have enough money? <laughs> uh, he says the word Punani in one of oh, the songs. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Because he thinks he's Jamaican. He thinks he's Creole slash Jamaican. Because like slash- weren't those guys who worked in the kitchen, like uh, like uh, Caribbean, and some, they had some island well, accents? Okay, I so no you idea. need to watch Mark for Death. Then, because that's the one where he beats up all of Jamaica. No, I don't yeah. want to watch him beat up Jamaica. <laughs> but Jimmy Cliff is in that movie. So you want me? Okay, so you're, what you're telling me is this is a movie where he's a bad guy. No, <laughs> no, he's like a cop, I think. Yeah. Right? And Jamaica is a is a lawless place. They don't like cops there. Oh, they hate cops. I. He's just so ridiculous. But that's that's the thing. 
Like, I think that's why he's my guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And each movie is just like, okay, what are we getting? We're going to like, where, where's this? What's going to happen in this one? This movie mm-hmm. had like such a mixed message too. Like where at the end, it's all about like getting the guys who like, just like our janitors and, and cooks and stuff to be like, all right, we're going to take back this boat. You guys, we work here. And that like a working we, class action movie. We own the means of production. So therefore we will take the boat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that's the case. But that's like not, yeah, it's not what he's saying, but like it is what he's saying, but he doesn't intend to be saying it. It's it's weird. <laughs> I feel like it. It's I don't I don't think it's trying to say that for sure. I think they put him in a movie that might have been trying to say something, and then just by him being there, it like became nonsense. Like there might have yeah. there might have been something to this movie. <laughs> okay, like the war room stuff is very Doctor Strange love, right? Where they're like, ah, oh, here's the phone. Let's not answer the phone because it might be. Might be Steven Seagal. He's just gonna mumble at us. He's gonna say, "Hey, I need to just geez, shut up and just listen." I liked the war room scenes, though. Yeah, me too. You know, the, the table was too big, and there, therefore, it became funny. Do you think the table was too big, Jim? You need it though, because it, it. It, it feels like Independence Day or something. Imagine where, you if know. we were at a table that big right now. It's See, kind of like Hunt for the Red October vibe. If we like, were sitting at that table, would we all be on separate ends, or would we all just sit next to each other? So that no, we I would sit you. across from you, hundred percent. Just because the tables aren't that long. I've never sat at a table like that. I really want to make it out like, to gun. Yeah, you can't hand off the paper. Like you have to get up and walk around because, like, you can't reach yeah, yeah. the other side of the table. <laughs> Big ass. Uh, it, it wouldn't be like a lazy Susan. You'd have to like install something that would be like on tracks, and then you can just like push oh, it like, across like, the table. Like a motorized sushi bar. Yeah. Oh, just, all the documents that's not just what come I was down. Thinking of, but that is the best way to do it. Yeah, just have a continually running thing. Or like like a ticket, <laughs> like like a ticket holder. You know, it's basically like a treadmill on the table. Yeah, yeah, like a tiny one though. Like a tiny one that's only big enough for sushi and documents. So you can send the sushi around, too. The, it makes me think of the one that was, or the, was it Awesome Powers 1 or Awesome Powers 2? There's a, a, a war room scene where behind every one of the delegates, there is a caricature of the, that uh, country's culture. So behind the Japanese representative, there's a sumo wrestler. And behind the English representative, there's like a Buckingham Palace guard and stuff like that. It's very silly. That's, that's racist. It's it's something. It is something. The Tom Cruise's best movie, you know, Austin Powers 3 or whatever. Probably. He was in Austin Powers 3. Mm-hmm. He's Think a, about that. You know, he's just a little meatball. Yeah, a little, he's a little meatball. I like Tom Cruise. I know. I thought he might be your favorite action guy. I don't know. I like him a lot. I think he's a crazy person. I th- I, I mean, think- see, that's the thing. Like, that's he. He's the same as Seagal to me. I'm not. I'm. I'll still watch their movies. Like, even if I know that, like, yeah, they're they're shitty people or whatever. D- don't act like them. Learn from it. Yeah. You know. But I'm not going to throw away the Days of Thunder. Because Tom Cruise Damn. is a Scientologist, or I, whatever, I, you know. I'm a huge fan of Interview with the Vampire, like in any movie where Tom Cruise gets horribly disfigured repeatedly. It's funny, <laughs> it's just funny stuff. I, uh, yeah, I like him, but like Top Gun, I don't know. Top Gun Two, like shouldn't be that good. Like what? I it's seen it's, it. it's good. I haven't seen the original. It's a good either. movie. It's like better than the original. It's I like haven't seen the second one yet. It shouldn't wow. be a thing. No. Seems like it's your shit. 
Yeah, I mean, I really like the first one. I've got that that Top Gun poster. But no, when I said Wesley Snipes, I think it's just like oh, like Passenger Fifty Seven. Oh, Demolition we, Man. Always bet on yeah, black. Dude. Demolition Man is so good, but it's like barely an action movie. What are you talking about? It's totally an action movie. It's just movie. like a dystopian sci-fi movie that has a little bit of action and some explosions. I think it's sick. I love yeah, it, but I'm see, just I don't like action movies, so maybe I'm trying to defend it from that angle. You're not gonna get like Seagal in the sci-fi. No, thing. no, you not at I all. Mean. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Like, like Swayze is much the same, right? Like, the, I, I was trying to think if he's ever been in a sci-fi movie. Just Donnie Darko, right? I think that's the most. That's yeah. not even that sci-fi. No, it's more of like a mental, hmm. mental thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love I'd love to see Steven Seagal in like a. Oh, I'm, I live in the computer, and I, I fight the viruses that try and get in the computer. Or something. Like that. I don't, but see, I don't think he would ever do that, though. You know, they call me antivirus. Like, I was looking at stuff, and there was the 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 uh, Saturday Night Live episode with him and Michael Bolton got brought up mm-hmm. a bunch, right? And he's famously been been called the worst host of Saturday Night Live because he took himself so seriously, right? He wasn't wanting to make himself the butt of any jokes or anything like that. And I feel like that's how he would act in a sci-fi production. Like, he would be like, this is, aliens aren't real. This yeah, I don't bullshit. think he understands sci-fi. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think it's his bag. I think Gary Busey understands sci-fi. Oh, 100%. I, oh, y- yes. Scientific confidence investigation, fictional Now, okay, actually, okay, let's... Sci-fi. Let's think about this, because <laughs> Gary Busey's in Predator 2, and Predator 2 is by 20th Century Fox. Mm-hmm. So Seagal was offered Predator 2, but he wanted, like, the character to be this, like, ex-cop, military, like... Basically, I'm trained to know how to kick ass or whatever. Yeah, kick the and, and they wanted to. Danny they wanted to get a Joe Schmo character, oh. so that's why they got Danny Glover as the character he is, just kind of this run of the mill cop yeah. guy. Yeah, he's not. He's not trained in ex military. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, and that, and so that's why Seagal didn't do that movie. Oh, and this is pre Under good. Siege. So, like, just think about that. It's just weird to stuff I would never imagine. You know, so that so there was some Seagal sci-fi right there. That would have been that, that, that was a possibility. And then and then he Seagal teased 20th Century Fox because Mark for Death did better than Predator 2. And then, you know what you do with Seagal's in Predator 2 at the end of the movie. It's just like a shot of him with like a, a big knife and it's got like green blood on it. And then it says Predator. Because <laughs> he's the one that's the Predator, <laughs> you know, new Predator. Predator 2. He shoots his scores. I brought up those podcasts earlier. They're great. They do huge deep dives on Steven Seagal. Okay. I wanted to just recommend them to everyone. I found them both very entertaining and uh, it, it shines a little bit of light into the monster that is Steven Seagal. Because uh, he's a monster, man. Okay, you mentioned Behind the Bastards. What were the other ones? Yeah, or uh, it was... Why, why I Hate This Album did his actual album and stuff uh-huh, like that's that. That's music. Um, and I'm sure there I think he's got a second ones. album. That's yeah. like the blues album. I haven't heard that one. Uh, the Return of Bruno. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that one. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I think it's important we note that he is kind of an awful person nowadays. Oh, I don't support and, anything. Uh, that, you know, he's digging his own grave, like okay, I said. Okay, so can we uh, transition to Busey then? Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, what what, what exa- yeah. we've we've skirted the topic of exactly what it is that Busey has done wrong many times because we know that he's like a bad guy, but he has like brain damage and there's mitigating factors. We talked about the video of him hitting somebody with their, his car. We didn't. Talk- oh yeah, we did. Oh, did we talk about it off mic? I think we talked about it off mic. Yeah, recently, <laughs> and this is in uh. He he hit somebody with his car. He hit their car with his car, and I mean it was just like a TikTok we were watching, right? Yeah, he was trying to drive away, but he was also trying to engage with the woman about it. Well, she was trying to engage with him, and he wasn't like willing to disengage Mm -hmm. until eventually he drove away. Yeah, he just kept saying that I I I have to go, and he she she kept screaming. She's like, I need your insurance information. You can't just do this. And he's like, I'm Gary Busey. I can't just do this. I can't. He just kept trying to drive away, but he kept trying to drive back too. Yeah, but that's like the that's just one in a long line of things that Gary Busey has done wrong before and after he received brain injury, right? I've got it's, no idea. What's it's like when uh, Shooter head. McGavin got pulled over for a DUI and he tells the cops that he's Shooter McGavin yeah. like, to I try and get out of it. Gary Busey, yeah. and she's like, I don't give a fuck if you're Gary Busey. I've never seen Point Break in my life. Like, give me two. Give me two. Give she me would. Two. She would say that. Give me two, Utah. She's but he mentioned Predator too. All knows exactly who he is. Well, and the thing about Predator 2. Player? Ooh, yes. Predator 2 is, like, not canon. They don't want it to be part of, like, the storyline anymore. What? Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, because, well, he goes and kills a bunch of Jamaican drug dealers in 1990 L.A., and it really has nothing to do with, you know, aliens or Predator. But that's why it's sweet, though, I feel like. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Who cares? I like that scene in in it because the first time I was watching Predator Two, before the uh, Jamaican drug dealers are introduced, there's that lady having sex in that penthouse with that dude, and it's 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 some hard sex. And let me tell you, I've never seen people have such hard sex. It was while well, we uh, blew my mind as a child. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" When you're a child, you shouldn't have you shouldn't see people having hard, hard sex at all. Yeah, this woman was like convulsing and like throwing herself around the room. It was nuts. The best part of that movie is when they're in the limousine and they pick up Danny Glover and they're all like smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so it's like the smoke filled window or whatever. And Danny Glover just looks at him and he's like, you guys really ought to cut back. That is the best part. Just, just saying, yeah. You ought to cut back. Dude. Switch, switch to vapes and edibles. How do, like how do you feel about this movie, Josh? Just like in a general vibe space way? Yeah. Like like if we can put numbers on it if you want to, but like as a it's not like a copaganda movie. This is a like a, like I, not to get too too ahead of myself, but it's a die hard ghost to see, you know, like what do you feel about this specific movie? Like, if I had to put a number on it, just thinking of it, I'd have to give it, like, probably a 3 out of 5. Like, it didn't make me angry in any sort of way. It did entertain the fuck out of me, no doubt about it. The the performances, good. Tommy Lee Jones is the youngest I've ever seen him, I think. I was just thinking about, I can't think of a Tommy Lee Jones movie before this. He was sexy born yesterday. It has to be a 3 out of 5. Because I liked it. You know, Steven Seagal, he made the movie make no sense. But if it, he wasn't in it, I think I'd like it more. <laughs> you think you'd like it more if he wasn't in it? Yeah. 
I want more I mean, about the bad guys. Like, what's Boosie doing? Show me some crazy shit. Okay, well, so imagine if it was like Matt Damon or somebody oh, in his place. Oh, well, you've you've asked you put the wrong person in his place. Oh, Matt Damon. He he Who sways. I give this four out of five. Easy. Sure. If Matt Damon were in this, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to see Matt Damon play. First of all, like I don't know if he would be an effective bad guy or if he'd have to be like somebody that helping fucking Steven Seagal out in some way, shape, or form. And then think about this. You remember the video game SOCOM Navy SEALs? I never played it, but... For, it was like the, one of the first online PlayStation 2 games, right? Okay. <laughs> Where you could make your own username or whatever. Way before you had actual, like, PlayStation and Xbox logins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so we're playing the SOCOM game Navy SEALs, and then it's like you've been killed by Casey Ryback. Like, that's the guy's <laughs> username. So, like, to me, it's like, okay, 10 out of 10 for that guy. Just to, to even think on that level. So that's what's interesting. Okay, it takes a goal out of it, put someone else there. I don't I don't think it would be the same movie. I I feel that. It wouldn't like I said. Yeah, I don't know who, who and, would want to. And keep in mind, he's that. kind of like like you said, he's locked up the first half of the movie. He's, he's kind of like him. on the back burner of the whole movie. Oh, but he's in there and you can see he's making a plan. He's getting his hands out of the handcuffs and oh, he's so good at it. He and he's exactly doing the MacGyver, it. like, I'm going to build a bomb. You know you know who I think could have been the Steven Seagal in this? Who? Um, Adam Baldwin. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hey, I'm the, no, I don't know how to do an Adam Baldwin. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fake Baldwin. I'm the fake one. I was Jane in, in Firefly. He saw me. That's my sci-fi epic. Yeah, I can see him doing it just because how he, how kind of villainous he was, even though he was the hero in the Poseidon adventure. Like, I, I think he'd do an okay job. He'd do an okay job. Yeah, I think he'd do an okay job. Something about just being that, like, neutral and not sure if I, like, oh, you're a wild man. I don't know if I can trust you, but, but I'm gonna. But, but that's also what's unique you know. about. Steven Seagal anyway it's like who the fuck is this guy or you know because mm-hmm. he is kind of Joe Schmo the movie star yeah it's hard and, to put and not only that but you're talking about hand. action movies which is like you know if you think about action movies now it's The Rock mm-hmm. or it's Jason Momoa or it's you know these really muscular he is kind of ripped mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but it's just so that's so that's it's unique to me that some guy like Seagal could even have made the career that he made Uh, but this was also pre-internet times or you know yeah this is way different so like you know I I don't know if he does it to stay relevant or if he just says dumb shit and behaves badly because to you know to stay in the headlines kind of like a Trump thing or or not that definitely has a feeling wait hold on you think he could just be doing it all for the hype you don't think he's actually like a, a weirdo? I, I don't know. It's hard to you know. I just think about those movies, at, watching those movies as a kid. It's just you know such a I mean? specific really... character that he plays that I can't believe that it's like a joke in any way. Dude, that, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it makes me feel like he is a villain that thinks he's the good guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I have no doubt that that's the case. Yeah, like he's he like thinks. A, oh, I, I, he's protecting people, and that like people want to like throw themselves at even, him, and instead he's like assaulting people left and right. You're not even thinking about how Vladimir Putin could be like maybe a good guy if you weren't viewing everything through the lens of the Western media, Vince. 
maybe if you looked at the Russian media, you'd understand things a little bit clearer. He's also been very kind of like anti-America for a long time. So it's interesting to well, just see, too. This is the movie, though, where he's so pro-America. And then at the end, at the very, very end, he says to Tommy Lee Jones, he gives him, like, a God speech. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, you're a believer, and I'm not. And then he We're gets his face. puppets sp- from the same sick play. Yeah. The there. puppet shit makes sense to me. Like, mm-hmm, all that makes mm-hmm. sense. But, like, why is he fighting for pep- puppetry? He's like, we're both puppets. And like, well, and that's like that's what's interesting. So about my all puppet this. ass is gonna put your puppet ass through the arcade machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what's interesting about all the Seagal movies is he's like an ex CIA guy who's like mad at the. Yeah. You but know, I don't understand because that was the bad guy in this movie, not him. The other guy who was the ex CIA agent who was crazy and disgruntled. This was the part understand. in Steven Seagal's career that he wanted to get into meteor roles, so he decided to play the other side of the coin. Well, it's the first movie he's not a cop. He likes meteors, you say? Yeah. Yeah, the meteor sides. But um, at the end of the day, it's Tommy Lee Jones who takes the movie. Yeah, I think he really was the and one he, that was chewing watch, up all the scenes. As I watch Under Siege again, I just say, Tommy Lee Jones makes everything better. I think his his outfit being the most like outrageous. I think next to Jordan's in the fashion corner, you know, uh, he really takes the cake with that fucking studded leather jacket with the with the bird on the back. With the bird on the back. How do you feel about that bird on the back, bro? You know, I love the bird on the back because you know, Vince. If there's one thing that is known about me, have I even told people on this podcast that I'm a patriot? No. And we've done like over 100 episodes of the podcast. Yeah. I've never mentioned that I'm a patriot and that I love America. No, I don't think you have. I bought this house and I was hoping it would come with the big old flag out front. And you know what? It fucking did. I got the big old fucking flag. Oh, yeah. Because our country is bullshit. Like, you know, like we've been here for a long time at this point, me and you. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim, I imagine as well. But like, it, it's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit that they make us pay for healthcare. That, that's fucked up. I pay taxes. Yeah. No, and the thing is, we don't have to. And there's other things that are fucked up as well. Like, why why do I have college debt? Like, it's not, like, a ton. I'll be able to pay it off. It's no big deal. But why do I have it? Yeah. Oh, but we can go fund another war. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why can't, you know, go see a doctor about problems that I have? Because it comes out of my pocket. Not to keep me as a functioning member of society. This mm-hmm. place is bullshit. We're all afraid of each other. Yeah. You know, we want guns. It's really easy to get them. It's really hard to get a good therapist. Yeah. This fucking country sucks. Yeah. Like, Even at work the other day, a guy brought in like a, what are you, controlled carry or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of like, why? Why? We, you, don't, you don't need that. Somebody here. starts shooting. I'm getting down, motherfucker. Yeah. And out. I don't know. This country's bullshit in a lot of ways. But like everyone I talk to is so smart and so insightful. And they think about their problems and the problems with this world. Like, I think we have the potential to have the greatest country on earth. And goddamn, no one in this movie thinks that. They're like, Busey's like, I want the boat because then I'll have a boat. See, <laughs> what what was, I, I was unclear, like like you kind of mentioned earlier, what his end goal was to he, just become the captain of that boat. He wanted no, the money they, for selling the Yeah, they the, wanted the money. But they, what was he going to do after that? Yeah. That was just going to disappear? The other guy could disappear. Tommy Lee Jones said he could disappear. He's never been caught. Mm-hmm. But he's Roadrunner. Meet me. Meet me. It's a good line. Control panel. Good work, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. There's no doubt. And like his character is funny and makes sense to me, but it made me realize that in the Dark Knight, the Joker has no goal. He, yeah. just, he, he only wants to know who Batman is. Now, yeah. think about this. 
Warner Brothers almost cast Seagal as Batman prior to Michael Keaton. What? Yeah, that's a real thing. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I'm Batman, you guys. Have you you seen my Batmobile? Like so, there's another like so. so you got to imagine Batman '89 with Seagal, and then you got to imagine Predator Two with Seagal, and that'll just take you down a whole other rabbit hole. But and now I want to see some early Tommy Lee Jones. Me too, dude. Like so, this is really intriguing. All right, but but Predator Two with Steven Seagal, but in this universe, John Claude Van Damme is still the Predator. Yep, dude, that would have been a movie. Yep, I would have really liked that. I would have liked that. I I would have liked. I would have liked. The that. problem is, if you do a, a fight like that, like Van Dam versus Seagal, it's just going to be like that Mayweather UFC boxing match thing. But one of them's going to be John, actually like, kick his ass. You know? <laughs> like Van Dam will just hit him with one roundhouse, and Seagal will be like, "Ugh, Ugh. just fall over." Yes, <laughs> this one the Predator wins. Especially round two fight. Especially now, still laying there. Like good, I mean, good for Van Damme that he's still in shape, but, or you know, because he's like pushing sixty. But he's oh, also yeah. got like a, he's yeah. got like a, he's he's not self serious. No, I mean, in some ways, I'm sure he is in real life, or you know, like, like I'm so funny. I mean, I'm the funniest. Oh, I'm the funniest action guy. Well, no, it's it's clear that Van Damme is is just like Seagal. Like he he wants to put his. Uh, athleticism and his martial arts talents in the forefront and i think van damme really incorporates it and if he can put a splits in there he's gonna put a fucking splits in there like dude loves that shit but like i think it translates a little bit better with van damme because he's he's utilizing it in a way that's almost like a parkour you know that it 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 just flows well and it's believable if you're in shape yeah yeah you know but I I understand. Sigal was wasn't out of shape in this movie either. You know, like he he looks like a, a regular dude, if not a little beefy. Well, and you got to think he's cook. he's in his early forties. Mm-hmm. Just a humble cook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just just a lowly lowly cook. <laughs> and see, so that? now like you're gonna have fun just trying to do impersonations. Like, oh with yeah, the at the very least. And Steven Seagal. Where, like, Tommy Lee Jones, you actually have to, like, act. Welcome back you know? to Crazy Swayze. Yeah. yeah. Steven Seagal. I met Patrick Swayze. Little guy. Little, very tiny. You know, he danced. Oh, choreographed like a motherfucker. And, like, Commander he Krill. me over his head. Spin me right round. Right round, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he... I, I, I think... I, I I don't know. I don't Busey, think Busey was be... just playing himself. Let's be real. Has Busey ever acted? No. So you, it's like you can't do Busey quotes or like the Busey voice because it's just him. I'm a wax expert. Uh, I, yeah, I have one Busey quote. Give me two. Give me two. And I don't do it as an impression. I just say it. Have you ever seen the Gary Busey Pet Detective? Pet Justice. Pet Justice. My mistake. Oh, maybe years ago pet justice Dude, is so pet crucial. justice is the sickest it's just like uh it's like a, a local like ucb or whatever and uh he they rent out a hall and uh they have people come up as the plaintiffs in two different cases or three different cases or whatever mm-hmm. it's like this pet shat on my doorstep and you know the person who owns the pet has to defend the pet and the person whose door has been shut on wants some sort of restitution, like fifty dollars or whatever. And Gary Busey will, you know, adjudicate. I I feel as if that was uh, 
possible, you know, as one of them. One that stands out in my head okay, was... Okay, you're going to give a real one. Perfect. Yeah. Was a person brought a raccoon to a taxidermist, <laughs> but instead of just giving it normal taxidermy, they attached <laughs> the raccoon to an RC car... <laughs> and they proceeded to drive it around the courtroom, and Gary Busey was just hooting and hollering he the entire it. time. He loved it. He thought it was cool. He then told the person who brought the raccoon to the taxidermist that he had to pay the taxidermist because <laughs> it was a good thing. <laughs> because it was so fun. So the taxidermist <laughs> came out on top, and I think he kept the the RC car too or something. Yeah, I love what Gary Busey's like. All right, just for wasting my time today, you got to give me fifty bucks. You got to give him a hundred bucks and you've got to keep the raccoon car and use it twice a week <laughs> so basically he needs a reality show like my day with Busey where you just hang out with Busey all day long I think I think that would be the best for him no so, I don't think it would be good for him <laughs> I, I think we'd have someone watching him at all times so we couldn't get in more trouble I think we just like let him get away with it I think if we put it all on camera it would like something would happen right <laughs> Now, is Busey the reason that we watched Under Siege, or is it Tommy Lee Jones? It's Busey. Okay. Yeah. Because I would say that Under Siege is my favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie that stars Steven Seagal and Gary Busey. It's Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey's best movie is Point Break. Yeah. There's no lie about that. I I, I think that or Predator 2. Uh, wait, wait. Hold on. You're saying that Predator 2 is better than Point Break? No. No. How could you ever say that? That's what but, I heard. But but that's, there's that's fucking insane, Vince. Why would you ever say that? But Predator Two has that scene of him with the with the backpack when he gets shot by the Predator. And he goes ah. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's one of the best like freeze frames of all and time. And there's there's a behind the scenes making of Predator Two with Busey, mm-hmm. and like the camera follows him around, and he's like talking to the camera. It's really good. He's just like, we're here filming Predator Two, and he's got like the whole suit on. You know, it's just quality work. <laughs> we're here. We're filming. Dude, I I think Gary Busey's hilarious. Have you seen my dog, Scooby? <laughs> Have you seen my, Scooby, Scooby, come here. And then he throws the dog. Dude, he's done 184 movies. There's no way anyone could keep up with Busey. And if you started doing a podcast about Busey that was even half as good as this one, Gary Busey would be on it after three say, weeks. He's been arrested 184 times. Dude, he's in the Hitman you video one games per movie, as right? Himself. Chronologically, you're, you he's match like, He's like, I finished the movie. Time to go do something dumb. <laughs> He's all right, in, perfect. I've earned it. Yeah. He's in all three Hitman movies as himself. What's there a movie called Hitman? Oh, excuse me. Video game. games. Like the video game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in the Dawn, from he's Dust in, Till Dawn TV show. Speaking of Family Guy, he's on Family Guy as himself, mm-hmm. where he looks in the mirror and he's like, hi, Gary Busey. It's all crazy. Hi, and Gary American Busey. Dad as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. He's in so much And then you stuff. can go down a Jake Busey rabbit hole. Well, Jake Busey is also Swizzy, Jason. Like, yeah. Yeah, he Starship is. Starship Troopers. We gotta. And then Tom Katz. That's well, not a film. Well, t- Jake Busey I've was seen. in this movie called Roadhouse 2. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's I, amazing. And like, so that's what I mean. When, we, when we're talking about these bad, low-budget, direct-to-video martial arts action movies like that, where <laughs> who's the star of Roadhouse 2? Jake Busey. No, but he's, he's the villain. He's but not yeah. the lead. You know what I mean? It's just some son of Dalton. <laughs> it's some dude. Yeah. yeah, it's just some guy. So that's what our where you, when you think about a guy like Seagal and you you think about other actors in like place it it's just like that's what's fascinating that Seagal was able to do 
his own career versus like, yeah, whoever the fuck's in Roadhouse too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, you know, because that's typically how it goes for new actors. They're not usually like a hit. Yeah, right away. You know? Yeah. 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 People like that. Weird so you, thing. You, you get a lot of people who hate just for that. Like you didn't pay your dues kind of thing. I feel yeah. Y'all got on this way. The and that's, it can go small. that same way with music or, you know, mm-hmm. in the punk rock scene, it's a little bit different where we're supportive of each other and not envious, you know? Yeah. All art is collaborative in my experience. Well, and at the end of the day, yes. Art is subjective. Three out, three out of five, that's what you think? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it higher than that. What do you give it, Jim? Uh, for, my ranking is a five out of five. Perfect but that's, film. that's because of what it is. In the Steven Seagal subgenre, that's as good of what you're going to get. Yeah, this that's is the best. Yeah. Okay, well, that's you know. good to know. The, this is the tippy top of Steven Seagal. I, I don't mean to offend you by giving it a no. Three I don't, and five. I. It, that's a realistic rating. I rate movies in terms of vibes based. Yeah, and Vince, if you had to give it a vibes based rating, I, I I was gonna say three out of five as well. Honestly, I liked it a little bit more this time because uh, I wasn't watching it by myself. It was more fun it, it's, to it, watch. It's interesting. With watch it with your boys. Yeah. I watched it with the dog last time, and the dog scoffed at me when I put it on. She doesn't like that many movies. She doesn't, she doesn't like, like Steven Seagal. Well, and okay, think about this too. When you think about Under Siege, you have the all these extra characters. Like one of the dudes who is one of the admirals on the ship when they're when Krill's dancing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the teacher from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hell yeah! Word. Bill and also Ted. Yeah, who, who's the one? He's the one who's about to flunk them. Yeah. There's also you know. these guys called Genghis Khan and Beat Oven. They're pretty cool. And then you got Roger Predactor from Ace Ventura. I'm sorry, Genghis Khan. You you've got Busey. You've got Tommy Lee Jones. You've got uh, you got Cole Meany. Cole Meany mm-hmm. from Star, cool Star Trek: The Next Generation. Cole Meany is just a sick name. Yeah, I liked I like Meany. He he's he was fun in Get Him to the Greek. That's Wait, the, what does he say? I wish you were cooking for us. Is like, that what he says? Right before he gets killed by her. Unless by Jordan, yeah. When he, when, oh, I don't remember. After, after Seagal gets hooked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they would have just let Busey cook, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones never lets Busey do what Busey wanted to do from the very beginning. He was like, I just want to go down there and kill Steven Seagal. And Timely Jones is like, no, I'll take care of it. And the whole yeah, movie is just it. a procession of Busey going to him, be like, let me take care of it. Let me take care of it. Let me take care of it. Until he's like, I'm going to fix the boat so they can submerge. He is not to do that. He knows how to kill mm-hmm. Steven Seagal, though. Yeah, I'm put him sure in he could have. Put him in a freezer, hold him there until you open the door, then shoot him in the head. That's how you do it. But like he got denied that at the very beginning, and the whole movie proceeded forward from there. Basically, the, this entire thing could have been prevented if we allowed Busey to do what he wanted. And, that, yeah, and that's why when you said, fridge. let him cook, I was like, God damn it, yes, we, get, we should let Busey cook, dude. If he would have just let him cook from the very fucking beginning, the whole movie would have just gone according yep. to plan. God damn it. <laughs> the end. And that's why I saw Busey as, as the hero in this movie. He was just trying to perform a successful coup against the United States military, which we all agree that we do not support. So Busey was the hero. Steven Seagal was the villain? 
Yeah. And Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones was just cool. Yeah, 100%. Take accept, his coat. I accept that. Yeah, he gets, oh, he gets shoved into the machine. Take his fucking coat. <laughs> now you're Busey the coat guy. Now he's on like, the internet. I own the boat and I own all the Italian fascists or whatever they are. They're Italian fascists? Well, th- there's the one guy that was an Italian. That was the All the waiters were Italian, right? Yeah, yeah. Were they anarchists? Were they fascists? What was their deal? I don't know. I assume that in media, all Italians are anarchists. Yeah? yeah. Like movies like this. Yeah, I'll trust you. Yeah. I'll trust you. So, you know, maybe I should up my rating just for anarchist representation. But no, no, no. I feel comfortable with my rating of three out of five. Good. I'm happy about that. Now, do you want to know how other people felt about this, Josh? Yeah, as usual. Well, it was on a budget of $35 million. And we already heard it made $100 million. Yeah, it made $156 million. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. At opening weekend, it was only $15 million, though, in the U.S. Well, yeah, who cares about that? That only matters now. I guess. It, well, it does. it's true, because back in the day, you, they'd run a movie for, like, what, six, eight weeks? Yeah, yeah they a while. Would, they would allow word of mouth to get people hype. Like, think about this. Expendables 4 came out on home, like, direct video, home video, three weeks after the theatrical. That's like, disgusting. Oh, what about yeah. the cheap theaters? What do they even show? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if a movie is out on Blu-ray and DVD and rental, and it was also at the theater, yeah, no one's I'd go gonna... see it at the theater. I would. Yeah. Well, I was good too because no one's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, everyone's Dude, gonna watch it at home. I miss what they used to have the movie theater at the mall. You could just go to the mall and the Universal just... Mall in the town that I live. And then they'd have like the arcade themed like mm-hmm. movie games, like Terminator Two. Yeah, no, the know. the Universal Malls was sick for that, and uh, the one at Macomb Mall was sick for that too. I liked them both. I I miss the mall movie theater. It really, I I feel like that was one of the things that when they started removing them from the ones in our areas, it really signaled a decline for me personally, because like some of the stores were always shifting. We had our like cornerstones with like an old navy and a jewelry store or whatever, but all the other stores were pretty shifting. And once the movie theater was gone, there was no like hub to bring a family in like oh you know ma's gonna go to sears for for two hours and do whatever let's take the kids and go see a movie you how know? could you go to sears for two hours moms love yeah, sears totally yeah because how we, we were at under siege mm-hmm. how do you right? love sears for two hours i couldn't be at sears for more than 30 minutes let's see if you've got three little kids and they you send them to under siege at the movie theater you can get a message you, and some titties in their life. They're, you and, can, they're, and they're going to want cake. Yeah, you can hang out at Sears for two hours. I don't want like, to hang out at Sears for two hours. To get away from your kids, you might you might want to. Don't I want to try and some out. slacks? I'd much rather hang out with my kids than try and some slacks. All right, all right, all right. You could say that Under Siege is a movie theater at the mall era movie. Oh, 100%. Love I would have been going. It. Love to hear it. I would have been going. A lot of people went as well. We've got this on Letterbox at three out of five, and IMDb at six and a half out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes score at seventy nine percent, with an audience of sixty two percent. Four point six out of five stars on what? Amazon, with a seventy eight percent five star, two percent one star. Only two percent. See, that's pretty good. Do you know what the two percent is? Do you know what the one stars are? Ends. My DVDs don't work. 
Yeah, that's what it means. Every single time. That's that. awesome, yeah. Every time. Every Soap single time. Soap and hot time. water. Yeah. <laughs> Your DVD don't work. Yeah, I've got one right here. Um, I am not happy with this. <laughs> My DVD don't work. Well, yes. That that was I am experiencing playback issues. The next one. The I, I found two reviews on Amazon that I really wanted to share with you. Thank you. Uh, one star. Terrible. Absolutely unwatchable. One star. Poor quality. Glitches throughout movie. Yeah. One star. Out to sea. <laughs> Seagull's Im- imitation of Bruce Willis's Die Hard pales in comparison. Oh, that's a review of the film. I've often wondered how One Steven star? Seagal got a break in the movies. He seems possessed with the acting talent of a lawn gnome and the martial oh. arts skills that consist of nothing more than a series of stunts. Uh, duh. What they want, actual martial arts skills? That'll get people killed, Vince. No, and it's not going to look cool. It's just going to be people fighting on the ground, or you know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah. He's not going to rip. Cool I mean, he rips out a guy's throat box. It's great. Oh, my God. That's the that's the Roadhouse move. Mm-hmm. Specific. Uh, one out of five stars. Unable to hear the audio. Cannot hear the audio. <laughs> Audiobooks and music from Amazon are fine. Gave up in great frustration. Unable to finish the movie. I very rarely watch video, but other videos I own can hear on this computer. I love that you're, you're slipping into but a Patrick Swayze. Is, is she even talking about the right movie? This is the best one. <laughs> Marianne, one out of five. Not happy with this. This was not the original Under Siege movie I was expecting to see, which was the first one with Steven Seagal on a train. What I got was the second one, Under Siege 2, which was on a ship and totally dopey. (laughs) That's Under Siege 1. This person doesn't know what movie she ordered. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, she got under siege one. <laughs> it, well, she, and the fact that she thinks two is better because she loved under know, siege two. If, if, you, if you need to watch under siege two, I'll watch under siege two. With no, you guys, we couldn't. Busey's not in it. Yeah. The end. Not. That's the end. That's the Red, the Red fucking Foreman. End. Red Foreman from that '70s show is. Well, oh shit! Fuck. Now we have to. <laughs> no, yeah. So you could somehow right. tie that into RoboCop. You know, yeah, Kurtwood like Smith. Ex- He's our boy. Extended branch off. Of, no, no, Kurtwood Smith know. is in multiple Swayze projects. Now, now, Josh, this was filmed in Alabama, Hawaii, and California. Honolulu. And I have two taglines for you. Are you two ready for taglines? Around here, we rate taglines based on a thumbs up or thumbs down. All right. All right. So after each one, we call it out. Number one is it's not a job; it's an adventure. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Ooh, okay, we're mixed. Why Why do you feel like that? Because I can just picture Seagal saying it it's in that a fucking job. dumb, sarcastic He said but, it. It's an adventure. Come on, it's not a job. It's, it's an, an adventure. adventure. Yeah, they say it in and, the movie. And you kind of just want to facepalm, but you're also kind of like grinning because like he just said it. And he's making fun of the Navy. All right, all right. The, nec- the, the next one. While being a SEAL, he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> SEAL Team 5. <laughs> The, Seal Team Six. The, this is this is one tagline. In 1992, a battleship's been sabotaged by a nuclear pirate's out to steal its warheads. Now, surrounded by terrorists, a lone man stands with a deadly plan of attack. Now, a lone man stands with a deadly plan of attack. 
I I never thought of Tommy Lee Jones as a nuclear pirate. I but like now that. I kind of like. I like that title. Like, yeah. Like uh-uh. Busey's kind of a nuclear pirate. Yeah, like if I were at a bar and someone were to slide over a business card and it said nuclear pirate, I'd be like, excuse no. me, please tell me more. And they're yeah. wearing a Napster t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, I need to know more, please. It's not a good thing to put on your business card, yeah. even if you're not that. Nuclear pirate? Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, it's all right. How do you feel about give, that one? I don't often get, give advice in this podcast. I, I like that one because it... it Guess it does describe the movie, but it's kind of one of those like describe your favorite movie badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it better than the other one. Even with all the words? <laughs> yeah. It's like oddly specific wording and time frame. Nuclear pirate. I think that's a better tagline. And, and it can't be, it can't be in another year either. It has to be in 1992. Yeah. You think cell phones would have really affected this movie? Because he has this he has the Navy SEAL cell phone. Right, oh, yeah. yeah, he's ahead of the time, and, and she goes kind of like a car phone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then later he's like, "Go get the car phone, yeah, go, go get my cell phone." It's in my, and but it, my he has he side. unfolds this giant uh, antenna thing for it, right? And it and it's like a corded phone that's that he yeah. calls with or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly the situation. Man, yeah. the nineties were a weird time, right? Liminal. You so, know what the craziest part about the nineties? What? Roger, Roger Ebert, Ebert was alive. <laughs> I knew he saw this movie. That motherfucker saw this movie. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a portion of the review, yes. and then you're going to guess out of four stars what Roger Ebert gave this film. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. The formula is obvious. Die Hard goes to see. I walked into the screening in a cynical frame of mind, but then a funny thing happened. The movie <laughs> started working for me. See, that's one of those things that you would never expect him to say. About no, 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 because I know exactly the point at which he's like, I like this movie. So <laughs> <laughs> the titties came out. Roger, he was horny oh, yeah. as shit. That's okay. I get it. I think he wore out the VHS copy. He just didn't tell anybody. Yes. Roger Ebert gave this three stars. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. He loved three this out of four So stars. technically, he, a professional reviewer, Rated it higher than you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, no. Yep, on, on a percentage scale, yes. That guy got paid to write that. Yeah, he wrote a lot more, but it was all irrelevant because he was just like, I, I, when Titty came out, I, I touched my pee-pee. A funny <laughs> thing happened. Movie work. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like movie. I like when guy go, hey, hey, lady, me, I'm going, can you put your titty in my mouth? <laughs> In addition to all those things, I have written down a list of crimes that have been accused of uh, Steven Seagal. That was his alternate review. I thought this was a list of crimes of Gary Busey. (laughs) Uh, Accused crimes of Steven Seagal. Sexual harassment and failure to prevent employment, discrimination, breach of contract, illegal trafficking of females for sex, wrongful termination. During a raid, he was suspected to have killed a dog, sexual assault, Hold on, that's just copy behavior. These are all just copy behavior. Possible pedophilia. Yeah. And failing to disclose earnings. He regularly hit stud men. 
Kane Hodder, one of the stuntmen in this movie, have put out a complaint about him, you know? Yeah, he was Jason. Yeah, yeah, Jason was complaining about him. Is he the guy that gets his arm bent back, and I'm like, ooh, that looks like he hurt his arm real bad. Potentially. I can't remember exactly who it was. Uh, The famous Gene LaBelle altercation where he claimed to be immune to being choked out, and then he was choked out, and he presumably pooped himself. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Um, he was the worst. That's not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> he was the worst host if in SNL history. Crime, call me Miles Davis. <laughs> he won the worst director for Deadly Grounds. He is a guitarist and owns many of the great guitarist guitars. And like I said, he wrote a song called Strut on the record, Songs from the Crystal Cave. And he says the word Punani before the song starts. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. Steven Seagal. It amazes me that like everyone is just discovering this gem. I'm not just just discovering. I did this many years ago when I was in college. Steven Seagal is unhinged. This this movie is is crazy. It's it's fun in a cartoonish way that really tickles me. I I don't know. But Jim, you're telling me it's his fifth Wait, movie, and he was a producer on have it. Have you seen any other ones? No. No, 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 no I haven't. And would I, you haven't would seen you, any other Steven Seagal one? movies? You're I, kidding me. No, I, I would. You Be- love shitty movies. I can't I, believe you haven't seen a Steven that's Seagal That's the thing. Movie. It's like, you have to remember that, you know, I, I love Taxi Driver as well, but mm-hmm. Under Siege is a different type of movie. Yeah, no. This, it's a genre movie. This was... It's, it's not supposed to be... The Shining, or, but the only I mean? genre it is is Die Hard. Now nah, this, this is you know what movie this is. This is Watch with your dad and grandpa that's, movie. That's what I said that's what initially. This is it's like you, you you male bonding with your family. You watch this. You movie. need to tell me why the fuck this is a dad movie because there there's no dad stuff in it. First of all, we okay okay. My uh, why do you say there's no dad stuff? Who's the dad? The the captain. He dies immediately. Dads die. Let's go. And then it's succession. Yeah. Like, my uncle's brother loves <laughs> Under Siege. So there's your story. Like, my uncle's brother. And just think about that. Like, my dad. You're like, so if you hang out with, like, at a, at a family function or whatever, you just want to hang out and, like, talk about Seagal movies or, you know, like, yeah. and, like that's what it is. Like, that male bonding. Like, I want to try it out. I want to try it out at Thanksgiving. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, you know what everyone's going to say is just like, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Like, well, hey, you know, he stabs a guy in the neck with a throwing knife and like, ooh, tell me more about this action movie, you know? I don't think I would say a single thing about Steven Seagal if I was pitching this movie, except for I would probably, I'd pitch the movie as Steven Seagal. In a world where Steven Seagal is just a humble chef. In a world (laughs) where Gary Busey dons drag. That's what I mean. Tommy Lee Jones is in a punk rock blues band. It's called The Return of Bruno. There's a lot to take in already. Uh, You will be (laughs) on a boat the the whole time, and you will have a fun time. In a world with ladies in cakes. And then she comes out of the cake, and she's dancing, and it's slow-mo, and there's music playing. And it's like, Steven Seagal is... I humble chef. <laughs> Busey is. I'm the commander. <laughs> the I am the captain is, now. I am the captain. <laughs> Under siege. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. 
hey, I hope you guys have fun out there, whatever the fuck he says. I don't, I don't know. You're well, killing it, Josh. And then you gotta think, that Mr. That movie Phone is running, running scared. I just gave you a, a, a tagline for the movie. What did I say it was? Oh, hey, I hope you're all having fun out there. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a good tagline for the movie, but I couldn't come up with one. Hey, it's okay. This is like the Home Alone Two era. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman Forever, uh, the bodyguard. Well, you you it mentioned was the bodyguard that he's like so horny for the for the captain. Isn't you said something about the the porno that or the, the, the Playboy. Playboy is the yeah. same issue that Kevin reads in Home Alone One that he finds in Buzz's room or whatever. I think everyone on movies should be reading porno at work. That's that's my favorite thing from The Wire. Yeah, guy reading porno at work. He's always reading porno at work. I. I, oh, how do you feel about the titties? Did you see any one? Like the fake ones? <laughs> were, were there any uh, like, like a truck boob driver. calendars? Uh, yeah, what? Were there any boob calendars in the, up? In the movie? Yeah. No. The only nudity yeah, was like, actually like Die Hard, you mean, kind of thing? Yeah. When, there, when he was like, oh, the girls. Yeah. There was no set dressing like that. Like, even the Playboy they were looking at didn't have any nudie ladies in it, but there was nipples on the screen. There's an actual naked woman instead of pictures of one. Yes. Which is, you know. Preferable, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Let's say that. For, for the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. Let's, um... You know, maybe he wasn't reading Playboy. You know, he was probably reading, like, sports section or something. You know, yeah. they, they yeah. just they put the cover... The articles. ...over it. Yeah. 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 He, was re- he was reading the articles, yeah. Josh, I think it's time to ask the real question. Where's this rank on the Swayze scale? Swayze. Well, I only had a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, did they have a sick whip? Uh, does a aircraft carrier count as a sick whip? I mean, we can vote on it. Is yes. it an aircraft yes. carrier? He's got a sick whip. It's fucking huge. It's a giant boat. I, mean, I think it's pretty There's sick. There's a submarine also. I mean, the, I think the boat is pretty sick. The boat is sick. It's it had, got like, like the missile launcher yeah, and everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if your whip's got a missile launcher... So we got no horses. Clearly, we got no road trips because they're in the they're in the boat. They're on the ocean. There's no roads. Road, road runners, bullshit. Yep. Where we're going, we don't need roads. They got the fighting with the knives. That's the bonus point. Mm-hmm, got the mm-hmm. athletics with the dancing. That's another bonus point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show me a move, cue ball. Yeah. Show me your moves. Oh, I was gonna say Gary Busey really clinched that for them. I forgot about the dancing in the kitchen. I was thinking that we have to give it gender stuff because of what Gary Busey is doing with the drag. And do we have to? I, I think we gotta. But I think like, we it, can't give it positive masculinity or feminism. We just it, can't. It wasn't yeah, it, it was not a positive display of what he was doing. He was definitely doing it in a mocking fashion. I feel like that's the way they would do it at uh, Bohemian Grove. Yep. Yep. I mean, but he is the bad guy too. Like yep. you're supposed to want to get. Well, yeah, I understand. Uh, I'm just saying we can't give it positive masculinity. I cannot give uh, the good guy <laughs> Steven Seagal positive masculinity. He's like, "What's your bitch babbling going on about some Zap Brannigan shit?" <laughs> uh, we saw the nudity, dad stuff. We got it. Yeah. What? The, dad, dude. Who's the dad? The the dad is the captain. First you of rank all, me batter rad. He he was he was a neutral dad, the captain dad. Then the, cap, Tommy, the captain is pretty cool. No, you he, gotta pick you know. bad or rad. We just talked rad, about this. Rad, rad captain. Yeah, captain dad is rad. I think uh, Tommy Lee Jones as the criminal dad. I think he's a rad dad. I don't think this has anything to do with dads. 
Okay, then never mind. Well, I mean, I'm willing to be you, persuaded. I'm you don't, just you don't know until Under Siege Two that he has like family, oh, and then family. in the sequel, family, yeah, family. So there is no family in this movie. There's no dad. No, there's no mention of a family. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a literal family. Like, I am open to like the gang family, out, the band family. I'm open to feeling out dads on the boat, but I don't. I feel like there's not any. Busey, no. Fucking Bu- Tommy Lee Jones. If Busey no. was a dad, Busey was a bad dad. Okay, fine. So we've ranked the dads bad and rad. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think Tommy Lee Jones has kids. Stranix, no, no. Stranix doesn't trust the government. You know. <laughs> Well, if he, he had you know, kids, they wouldn't have birth certificates. You received uh, each man's right forefinger in the mail, Tom. Tom? I, I, I didn't know. realize that was a thing in the first one. That's what he says. The, the first time which, I watched it. That's what he it. says to like, the, the guys at the table. Yeah. Like, which is kind of pretty serious? brutal. Yeah. Like, I sent you both their index fingers or whatever, four fingers. Like, yeah, like weeks ago, and you didn't say anything about them. So here's a tongue. So you send second after you send a bunch of fingers. Yeah, you send a bunch of fingers and then you send the tongue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, this has ranked a six out of ten tomahawk missiles. Ooh. Plus two bonus submersibles. What were the two bonus points, Josh? Uh, we've got dancing. Yeah. And we've got knives. Knives is my favorite bonus point. Well, I mean, it's good. There's a lot of knife work in this movie. Knife fights. There was knife fights. You, there was. You've got the one in the kitchen in the yeah. neck. You've yeah. got the one when he sees them offloading the missiles, like they're building mm-hmm. in the shop. Mm-hmm. Where because he that is a knife fight because he stabs the guy in the leg and the arm before he shoves the guy into the machine, which is good kill. Dude, good yeah, kill. and then the, like because there's a table saw and everything like that. Ta- table saw, you need kill. You watch that, yeah. you're like, oh fuck, that hurt. Like, I I call I count that as a knife. And then you a got table the, knife. Then you got the knife fight at the end yeah. with Tommy Lee Jones, who, when I think Tommy Lee Jones, I do not think martial arts knife fight. No, but Never. but they somehow pull it off. It, it's you great. Know, it, where it is, it is what it is. It's not amazing, but it's Tommy Lee Jones having a knife fight with Skull. Yeah, no, I Love think it's it. sick. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's it's a good artifact to exist. Yeah. No, I'm happy that it's here, and I'm happy that we watched it because I had lots of fun. Yes. And then you get the prosthetic eyeball when he, and you kind of see it droop down. Disgusting. <gasps> Disgusting. And then you get the stab the head and then the face through the monitor. You know, that's that's The kills were great. Yeah. I can't disagree with them. So film. they had some good kills in this movie. If that's what it's about, you know, getting trapped in the freezer and you get out and you just, just get like, yeah. You just and your uncle. It's 40 degrees in there. Yeah, your uncle Gotta drinking beer out. being like, oh, it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's so cool. <laughs> hey, did you see well, he's friends like, with Vladimir Putin? That is like <laughs> so cool. <laughs> that, yeah, that is so cool. We all make mistakes, and unfortunately for Steven, he just continues he's, to he's, make them. What if he thinks he's on. really deep cover? Like, what if he's having a point break? He's going skiing with Putin. He's like, yeah, we're having fun, right, Putin? And Putin's like, what? <laughs> Your accent is, like, offensive. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm happy we watched this. Me too. A, as much of uh, a wild ride as Steven Seagal is. And then I got, like, a, like a way to impersonate him. Yeah. If I ever need to make a phone, hi, I'm Steven Seagal. I need to get my phone bill extended. 
yeah, I can't play this month, but like I'm seeing Seagal, Vladimir Putin will play next week. No big deal. At the end of the day, the movie does its job. It, yeah. It entertained you. Isn't yeah. that what it's supposed to do? Oh, fuck yeah, no, I, And his little outfit that he wore at the end, like on the cover of the DVD. Yeah. That he only I, wears like when someone dies or whatever. I love trashy movies, and this got trashy at times, and I loved it. Just let him cook. But you, and you got to think, the Metallica theory, this was Seagal's black album. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after this, he got he tried to get yeah. artsy and like yeah. was mainstream like, then. Yeah. Inner Sandman happens, and then you get, yeah, more experimental, and you're kind of like, ugh, don't do that, you know? Well, if you have any opinions about Under Siege or Under Siege 2 or Steven Seagal, if you have, like, stories, write us. Personal we, stories. Tommy Lee Jones appreciation posts as well. We've got an email at Swayze Pod. We're on the internet at Swayze Pod on all the social medias. Josh is on Letterboxd. Josh with CY. I'm on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya. Jim, do you have anything to promote? Do you I want am, to tell I people? I am on Letterboxd. Mim Majargle. M-I-M-J-A-R-G-L-E. Woo! Yeah, find Jim on there. Uh, are, you, are you playing any shows coming up? Mm, I got a new band, I'm certain, about pinball. Like okay. a pinball band. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. We're just recorded. Nothing nothing finalized yet, but it's coming. Hell yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out for it. Well, this has been um, Patriotic. I'm under siege. I'm sieged. Oh, help me. I uh, w- wonder what you'll watch next. I'm under sieged. They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze.